Warning, the following episode contains spoilers and foul language. User discretion advised. Today's episode, we watch 2010's The Book of Eli. And 2011's Attack the Block. So grab your designer shades. And light off some bangers. And enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another great edition of the Movies from A to B podcast, better known as the MFAB podcast. As always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thanks for joining us today. That was the most original one so far. Was it? Yeah. Really? No. No? Okay. That's exactly the same. I know. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not original. Not as original as I'd like to be, at least. But whatever. Uh, first on the docket for today is 2010's The Book of Eli, starring Denzel Washington, Gary Oldman, Mila Kunis. Hell yeah. Directed by Albert and Alan Hughes, better known as the Hughes Brothers. Makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> I don't know what else you'd be. Yeah. Um, you got any other information before we get started here on it, Gavin? Um, no. No? No, I don't. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> All right. We're just going to uh, go uh, full bore into this one. Yeah, just swinging it like we always do. <clears throat> All right. So this movie has, starts kind of in a forest. With... I don't even know what it is. I mean, it looks like there's ash falling. Yeah, it looks like ash falling, it's... and there's just this pan shot of a dead guy, and there's bald cat kind of like yeah one of those hairless creepy yeah. cats that no one likes yeah who, who wants that it's like petting a ball sack or something <laughs> <laughs> this cat's like kind of licking at him or meowing at him and then we see this uh in the distance yeah this body with a bow it's got a mask on pulls back an arrow and just shoots his cat just uh, murders the little creepy cat probably not happy about that no um and just kind of grabs the cat and walks on yeah and he's all... we can tell we're kind of in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world of decay yeah. mm-hmm. instantly we see this character wandering the wastelands denzel washington's character um instantly i noticed just how reminiscent this is of the fallout video games oh completely and i know gavin's a big fan of yeah. i've played them too um this almost seems like it should be a Fallout movie. Yeah, yeah. So. and it could be for sure. I mean, even later on when we get into the towns and stuff, the people, their costume and whatnot. Yeah, everything. It's all very reminiscent of a yeah. Fallout world. Which they say Fallout was not an inspiration for this. I call total bullshit on that. Yeah, not even one bit. There had to be some kind of inspiration to it. You know, um, out of these two brothers or the screenwriters are completely oblivious yeah. to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to pay Bethesda royalties or something, you know? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so the whole opening, like, eight minutes of this movie is just him wandering the wastelands. Yeah, scavenging, yep. essentially. Gets a new pair of boots yep. off a dead body. He finds this the guy, guy who hung himself in this abandoned house. He eats his cat. He <laughs> something to a little mouse. Roll reversal, <laughs> which is kind of... Yeah, that was kind of funny. I laughed at that. Yeah. Um... Blatant ad placement, too, when he's in this house before he goes to bed. Whips out an iPod. Gotta have the Beats by Dre. Oh, of course. You know, there's only one kind of headphones you have in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. If you're it's gonna got... listen to anything in the future, listen to it on Beats by Dre. Yep. Probably sponsors of the MFAB podcast. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> wish they were. We wish. Yeah, hey, uh, Beats Dre, by Dre, listen. send us stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll advertise for you. Yeah. We see that this character, we don't know his name yet. He's all scarred up. Oh, he's all kinds of scarred up. Whole that's, that's literally what I wrote, all kinds yeah. of scarred up. So something happened to him. Um, 
and he's reading a book, but we never see what book this is. You just kind of see him pull it out and read it. He goes off wandering some more. Next day, I'm guessing. Next day, next day. He kind of like wakes yeah. up the night. And... Sleeps, wakes up, whatever. He's on his way traveling, and uh, he runs into this girl who needs help. Yeah, and he's not going to fall for it. Yeah, he instantly knows something's he's up. He's like, oh, the one thing about living in a wasteland is there's no deodorant. Yeah. Smell hijackers from a mile away, and then these guys come out from behind, like, pipes and shit. And... Classic, like, Raiders. Yep. Fallout. Mm-hmm. Just everything's going to be a Fallout reference from now on. Yeah. And Denzel just kind of... He brings just... them, leads them back into a dark tunnel and just murders the fuck out. <laughs> Which was a cool fight scene because it was just a silhouette. Yeah, just silhouettes. Yeah, so you don't... It's just... All you nice see is, like, heads being decapitated which and arms is flying off. And <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Kills them all within, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. And then just kind of leaves the girl. She's just kind of like, oh, shit, didn't see that coming. Yeah, because she was a part of it. Yeah. yeah. She the... didn't kill her, though, which was good, I guess. I guess, yeah. That way she can scam someone another day. <laughs> yeah. She can get all the shit from the guys he just killed. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. She'll be fine. She's going to make it. <laughs> he keeps wandering, comes across some more raiders on this bridge. They're uh, getting their loot and their rape on. Yeah, there's a nice couple walking down the road. Yeah. Just minding their own fucking business. And then uh, they roll up on motorcycles and just kill the guy and start raping the chick. Yep. And he's just like, don't do anything. This isn't your fight, whatever. And just kind of hangs in the back. And he comes into a town shortly Which after that. Shit for that. Yeah. The killer raiders are trying to hurt him, but if it comes to saving someone, fuck you. Just leave him to die. Yeah. What are they gonna do for him? He's true. He's right. It's not his fight. No. It's kind of every man for himself. It's every man for yourself in the in the future though, yeah. in this post-apocalyptic thing. But you could see there was a struggle there. He did want to help, but he was like, yeah. Eh. So he comes into this town, and this is where you really get to see more of the Fallout-type environment. Yeah. It's just run-down. Looks like an old kind of western town, just one main street with buildings. Just kind of cobbled together. I mean, yeah. pieces that shouldn't be pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he goes into this, like, little shop. He tries to barter with this, pawn, and I get it, like a pawn shop engineer-type guy. Yeah, but he kind of freaks out on him when he walks in, though. Pulls a gun on him right away. Oh, yeah. Which, that's, like, not a good way to conduct business. <laughs> no. Well, he they don't know him. If I own a shop, I'm going to pull a gun on first people. <laughs> oh, of course. Get. I don't know you. <laughs> Get out. We don't want your business. Oh, I thought that's what you do when you own something. You want business. Not from you. Yeah. Um, so he needs to charge his, uh, rate, his little battery or whatever yeah. that he uses to power his iPod, so... At this time, you see the bikers that he saw on the bridge. They kind of come back and visit with the boss of this town, Carnegie. Carnegie, yeah. Gary Oldman's character. Um, they have a lot of books. They just kind of dump them on his desk. And he's, he's kind of looking for a special book. Yeah, he's looking for one book in particular, which you don't really find out about until later. It's a little later. But uh, just keep that in mind. He's, he's only after one certain book. And he's this he's kinda of shampooing his chick's hair. Well he gets shampoo from the oh, yeah, bikers. Because yeah. those bikers stole that shampoo. So what some of the last shampoo probably in the world. They stole from that couple. Yeah. 
probably. wonder how long shampoo lasts. Pretty sure quite a long time. I mean, it's not, like, perishable. Yeah. I mean, it might, like, solidify or something, but it's not going <laughs> to... Who knows how long into the future this movie is, so... Yeah. But, yeah, they're shampooing. Eli, is... <clears throat> Eli comes into this building. Well, he heads over to the bar. Which is, well, yeah, they're upstairs, and the bar is downstairs, and yeah. Carnegie's upstairs. Um, he kind of trades, and he wants to get his water thing filled. Which, this is the first time they bring up the hands thing. Hands thing. Where they're like, Eli walks up to the guy. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, let me see your hands. Yeah. I don't trust you. And so he lifts up his hands and shows them in. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Which really bothered me. They didn't explain this until way later in the movie. Yeah. He keeps looking at fucking hands. Okay. Yeah, and I, I noticed that too. But yeah, it gets explained later on, and we'll get to that because there's an important scene where that happens. But yeah. this is where we meet Solara, uh, Mila Kunis's character. Um, totally forgot she was in this movie. Yeah. Until so she just walks out because she's not on. She's not listed on the cover or anything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. She's in here. Good. Okay. This is gonna be interesting now. Um, get a little eye candy while I'm watching this. Yeah. This is when the the bikers come back in, right? Yeah, they were already in there. They're in the bar. The the, the leader of the biker, I, I mean... He walks up. Yeah. It's Cheddar Bob. I can't see him as anything other than Cheddar Bob. What? what? I know you have no idea who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. He's a character from 8 Mile. Have you ever seen the movie 8 Mile? No. Character Cheddar Bob. No. Little, little bitch of a character. That's who the leader of this biker gang is. Okay. Can't see him in any other role in any other movie. That's Cheddar Bob. So he tries to start some shit. Eli punches him, fights a bunch of guys. Just like the raiders in the tunnel, murders them yeah. all. Just not, no fucking chance for anybody. He's about to finish off somebody when Solara comes out and is like, knock it off. Or stop. stop it. And he's just like, oh, okay. He gives him his water. Carnegie comes out and is like, want a word with you. So goes upstairs to talk to Carnegie. Carnegie tells him, you know, we want to expand the city. But we could use a guy like yourself. More people like you with skills. Yep. Uh, Eli's like, no, no thanks. Got to head west. Going west. Okay. Let him stay the night. Um, Give him a nice room. Fucking as nice as you can be in that world. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, nice to sleep with a roof over your head. So. Yeah. So. And they give him some food. Um, Carnegie's wife, Claudia, or whatever, and his wife, girlfriend, whatever. She brings him in some food and water. You can tell she's blind. Yeah, she's kind of staring off. She's staring off. She she doesn't know. He kind of like jingles his necklace to create sound, and she just kind of looks at the sound. Yeah. She doesn't know where he is. So you can tell right away she's blind. He kind of flirts with her a little bit. Says, I like your p- perfume. She's like, it's just shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little while later, Solara comes in his room. Yeah, because Carnegie sends her in there because yeah. he's like, yeah, go give him a piece. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, fuck him in the stand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which Claudia's kind of pissed about because that's her daughter. Right. And she doesn't want her fucking for... Well, duh. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's supposed to pack up the quill. I still want my daughter being a prostitute, though. Come on. But she's going to anyways because Carnegie's a monster, apparently. Yeah. Um, so Lara Cece has a book. She kind of says, we don't have to do anything, but just let me stay in here. It's better than being out there. I'll tell him, you know, you had a good time. Yeah. Cece has a book. She doesn't know how to read. Yeah. Not so a lot of people in this yeah. know how to read. No. Eli they, says, let's share our food. He says, Grace. She's totally confused by this. 
She's like, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. So at this point, you see that religion is all but gone. Yeah, they're... So nobody knows what religion is. The next morning, Solaris eating breakfast with Carnegie and her mom, Claudia. She says grace. Yeah, she goes into the whole grace language. Who does that, like, second... Yeah. Like, oh, we do this at every meal, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I guess and, I know all the words to it and go for it. Yeah. Carnegie overhears this, and he's like... Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. Where'd this come from? She kind of tortures Claudia, her her mom, yeah. until she talks. She spills the beans about like you're hurting your mother, Solara, as he's pulling her hair like a fucking sadistic freak. Creepy. Solara just kind of spills the beans. Says, "Yeah, yeah Eli's got a book. He, she showed me this last night or whatever." So, Connor instantly says, "Let's go get him. He's gone. He's not in his room." And the he's, the guards are like. He was in there all night. Yeah. And has, has Carnegie and his right-hand man, uh, Redridge, are leaving, just fucking blast the guard right in the head. That was fucked up. Yeah. You could have used that guy. Yeah. You might have fucked up once, but you could have used You made guy. a mistake. You must die. Yep. Bang. He yeah. dies. Eli had went to get his battery back from the uh, engineer. engineer guy. Um, Who is Tom Waits. Yeah. To any of you Tom Waits fans out there. He's a musician. I, I know of him. Can't think of any of his music, but... I have a bunch of his CDs. If you want to hear them. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Um, this is where we kind of learn, we overhear briefly about the book that Eli has and just what it means. He's carrying a Bible. Yeah. And apparently all the Bibles were burnt after the war. Very vague on this. They don't say what kind of war. And it's kind of Suggested, yeah. War, war, war never changes. Nope. Eli probably has the only Bible awesome. left. Fallout reference there. If you didn't catch that, that's true. <laughs> Got it now. Took a minute. Not, not the brightest guy in the room. You know, sometimes it takes a minute. So, I'll get it eventually. Eli's kind of walking in town, and all the henchmen kind of surround him. Not really surround him. They just kind of like stand on one side. It's like uh, old western shootout style. Yeah. It's him versus, like, five dudes with guns. It's more than five, because there's snipers on the roof. Yeah, 30 dudes with guns. Eli starts walking away, Carnegie's like, shoot him. Redridge, like the ace, number one right-hand guy, gets two clear shots at him, can't hit him. That's because he's protected by God. (laughs) And then one, like, blazes past his shoulder, and he turns around, and then everybody kind of opens on him. He's literally wide out, wide open in the middle of the street, and just taken yeah. out one by one, and not one person can hit him. Yeah, because he's protected by God. <laughs> or they just all suck. Or he put Ted into luck right away. Yeah, yeah he barely gets hit. Um, and and through the process of another follow reference. <laughs> <laughs> through the process of taking out all his henchmen, he nails Carnegie in the leg. No, that uh, he took out a guy who took out Carnegie's leg. Oh, I did it? Yeah, he shot a dude who fell over and, like, shot oh, his right. leg okay, as he was falling. Okay. I, yeah, which yeah, I thought was hilarious. Right. Okay, yeah, so Carnegie's got a wound now. And that just kind of keeps going. There's just some nice roaming shots of this desolate land. This, the, the, the wasteland. And it's total CGI, but yeah. it works. It looks really badass. Solara comes chasing after him. She wants to join him. He's like, nope, I travel alone. <laughs> you keep saying Solara. I have Mila written every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's like, I can show you where we keep our water. And if you take her with him. Right. Yeah, so 
No, she said. So she leads him down to their like little watering hole, which is like this cave or whatever. It's a spring underneath yeah. the ground, underwater spring. It's just a hole in the ground, pretty much, with water. Yeah. Looks refreshing for that kind of yeah. area, though. Eli kind of tricks her and locks her in this cave. Real dick move. Yep. I'm like, ha ha, bitch. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for telling me where the water was, bitch. Get fucked. Out. <laughs> um, we go cut back to Carnegie. He wants this book, or as he calls it, a weapon. Yeah, because it has the words. Yeah. Reg, Redridge and him get a convoy together and they head out. They got these like super armored, you know, kind oh, of. That's when Redridge makes a demand. He's like, I'll help you get them now. Since you lost a bunch of guys, yeah. you know, I'll set the rest of my guys and go with you to get them as long as you give me Mila. Yeah. Solara. Solara. Yeah. Whatever. They get in their little armored cars, you know, kind of Death Race slash Mad Maxi type yeah. cars and uh, head out on the roads after him. Which, where are they getting fuel? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Just thought of that. Like, where did they get the fuel to power these cars? So, yeah. I mean, fuel does go bad, too. Yeah. That's something that has a time limit on it. Yeah. Somehow Solara gets out of this cave that he locked her in, which they never show how. Yeah, they really kind of skip over yeah. that whole part. She just got out and walking by herself. Yeah, suddenly she's in the middle of nowhere walking along. She either busted down that door or somebody from town came to get water and let her out. Yeah. Which I would think, think they'd take her captive. Exactly. Yeah. So a little pothole there, guys. She gets caught by some raiders. Um, cause she's, she kind of fell for the trick Eli didn't fall for in the beginning. Yeah, the same trick. It's the same chick and everything where she's like, oh, my cart fell over. I need help fixing the wheel. And then she yeah. realizes it's a chick. She's like, no, just get out of here. Go. You should probably go. Just leave. So she's, Solara is kind of getting captured and she's literally about to get raped. Yeah. And. Dude's like unbuttoning his pants and everything, and Shunk gets an arrow right through the dick. Yeah, that's the sound it makes when an arrow goes through your dick. <laughs> shunk. Shunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking laughed right away. And it's, yeah, I cracked up a bit at that point, too. I knew I, I had a feeling she was going to get saved somehow, but I didn't see that coming. And the dude, they're just like, oh, where the hell did that come from? And then the other dude that was holding her down gets one in the throat. Yeah, right, right through the neck. Yeah, right through the throat. And then you kind of see Eli off in the distance, came back to save her. What I want to know at this point is why the fuck didn't... Because he leaves the arrows. Yeah. You're living in a well, First of all, where do you get a bow, too? I, I don't he, remember him having a bow. make a bow. Yeah. That's not that hard. Okay. Arrows, on the other hand, you need to find shit to make. Like feathers, fucking... Sharp right. stones, flint, whatever you're going to use. Fucking, you need to find that. You don't just leave that behind. Yeah. You pull that out of the dick, and you take it. <laughs> to get over having penis residue on your arrows. Yeah. <laughs> And just, you know, you need them. They're useful. If I've learned anything from any post-apocalyptic game is if there is ammo, you take that shit. Yeah. Even if you, can, if you can get it back, you get it back. Yeah. Even bullet casings. You can always yeah. reuse them. Make new bullets. Somehow. Bothers the piss out of me. <laughs> so he, Eli saves her. Kind of cut to Carnegie and Redridge, and they're pretty much on his tail. Yeah, they come trail. They find the rapists. They're like, oh, they're still warm. Must not be too far. And they're like, oh, it's going to be night soon. So so Eli and Solara take refuge in these old nuclear cooling towers. Which you can't really tell until, like, one shot later. Yeah. Uh, but Eli reads her a passage from his book, um, yep. which he knows by heart. And then pretty much confirms it's the last remaining Bible. Tells yeah. her, you know, how they were literally all burned and how a voice 
led him to the book. Which just sounds like a crazy person talking. Yeah, pretty much. I heard a voice. Told me to go west. Yep. Get the book. book. Solara wakes up during the night, tries to sneak a peek at the book, and uh, Eli stops her. Yeah, you don't do that shit to Eli. Which we see a quick thing. I don't know if you noticed it. Eli worked at Kmart. Did he? When they, when she opens up the bag to get the book, there's a little name tag that says Kmart and says, Hi, my name is Eli. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> he kind of is like, whoa, 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 no, nobody touches the book but me. You go back to sleep, bitch. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I'm going to pull up a machete and chill here for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so they wake up in the morning, get heading out. They come across this rundown house in literally the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, if you've ever seen Courage, a cowardly dog, it's that house. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, I didn't even think of that. Oh, wow. It's literally what it is. Well, the reason I say that is because I just saw an episode the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's oh, Courage, Cowardly the dog's They're just missing the dog. Because once they go up and yeah. meet people in there, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Okay. Anyways, they kind of walk up to the door of this, ring, ring the doorbell, try and open the door and get dropped into this, like, pit. Pit. Just out front, like a trap door. Yeah. And then the people who are in the house open up, and they got a gun, and they're like, what do you want? It's just an elderly couple, George and Martha. Uh, they, Martha's like, oh, they're just travelers. Let them in. Come on, George. Um, or Mariel and Eustace. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was, that's what I was trying to think. For a first <laughs> second there, I thought that the characters in Courage were George and Martha, too. No, it's no. Mariel and Eustace. That's right. <laughs> um, so... They go inside, and they offer him tea or whatever. Yeah. Their hands are super shaky. Super, super shaky. Really shaky. Which kind of explains why they look at the hands. Yeah. Um, it took this one. long to come to it, which yeah. bothered the... Pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give us one second, we'll explain the shaky hands. Or, if you're smart, you might have figured it out. They kind of tell him out how, yeah, you're not the first people to come by, but, you know... We had to protect this place from a bunch of people, you know. Kind of take him out back and show him their, like, graveyard. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not animals. We we, we still bury people. You know, it's not right to just leave them there. And it's at this point that Eli and Solara realize, oh, they eat people. Yeah, they're shaky because they eat too much human meat. Yeah, it's called guru disease. You get from eating human meat. You get the shakes. So they try and leave, um, and this is when Carnegie and the crew show up. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of go back inside. This turns into one of the my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, this scene is epic. George just kind of flips up the couch and is like, fuck yeah, I got weapons. <laughs> it's a huge little stockpile, just automatic weapons and shit, which I don't want to know where he found them. Dude, it's a post-apocalypse. Yeah, but they don't look like people that went out and did much. You go to the nearest Gander Mountain, you can get a bunch of them. <laughs> There's seriously one down the road. <laughs> yeah, but they're in fucking California, Nevada, some shit. Yeah, they don't have Gander Mountains out there, or, you know, any sporting goods stores. Probably not. There's not a fucking Target or a Walmart anywhere near there <laughs> where you can go in and get a gun. Well, we know there's a Kmart. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> the Kmarts don't even exist now. No, they don't. <laughs> no. no more blue light specials. Anyways, George gives Eli and Solara some weapons. They kind of batten down. And uh, they, Carnegie's like, give us the book. We know you're in there. And they toss out what looks like a book. Yeah. And they unwrap it, and it's a fucking bomb. <laughs> You're like, shit, get down. And then massive shootout just starts to happen. Yeah, this shootout is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, the camera work. 
just kind of keeps going. It keeps moving yeah. from, like, inside the house. It, like, rotates out into the battlefield where they're shooting at the house and back in and does this a few different ways and a few different times. It's really cool. Yeah, the sides of the house are just, you know, exploding with every bullet. Everything yeah. inside the house is exploding, and they're just kind of, like, they're just standing there. Well, shoot shooting with their it's, it's not like, oh, shit, look, look out for that. No, but it's such a cool... Can't dodge a bullet. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> Look out for that incoming bullet! <laughs> No, they're dodging, like, the exploding pieces of the house and yeah. stuff. Um, it is just a super cool shot. Nice camera work there. They eventually... Carnegie and them whip out this giant-ass Gatling gun and just unload into the yes. side of the house. Yeah, decimate <laughs> it. They go inside and eventually capture Eli and Solara. And he kind of tortures Solara until Eli gives up the book. Yeah. He does. Tells him it's inside. Um, Redridge goes and gets it for Carnegie. And Carnegie being the dick he is, just kind of shoots Eli in the gut. Yeah. Eli being the tough guy kind of, like, stands up and pulls out a little tiny switchblade and then just kind of falls back to his knees. Dead. Good shot. Pretty much going to die, yeah. And it's at this point, I had to to just make note of it. They're in the wasteland, right? Yeah. The sun is just beating down on them constantly. Yeah. I like how everybody in a post-apocalyptic wasteland gets designer sunglasses. Well, they kind of have to have sunglasses, though. Yeah. Do they all have to be, like, fancy designer ones? If you notice, like, Carnegie's and then the ones Eli kept wearing, they're all, like, you know, like, probably $80 Oakley's or, really? you know, Gucci's. They look way fancier. I mean, it's they're not like, like the fucking them. $9 eye gogs you go get at a gas station. No, these are like fucking, oh, let's go rob the fucking Gucci or the Prada store and get some nice sunglasses. Well, it's not like there's anyone watching the Gucci or the Prada store. This is true. So, <laughs> like, nobody, like nobody has just, you know, like the shit ones you get at the eye doctor after your eyes are dilated. That's no, everybody's gets this fancy pair. Well, you gotta get something Fuck that's gonna water. stay on your face. Fuck water and food. Give me those pair of sunglasses, all right? <laughs> but, um, they kind of leave Eli for dead, take Solara. She causes a wreck. With oh, that part's good. Yeah. Fucking Mila goes kind of like rogue and fucking starts strangling the driver, which causes their truck to flip, start rotating and shit. And she manages to live through it, which is fine. Yep. She gets out of the fucking truck and grabs like a grenade off of the dude she oh, just killed. Yeah. And like both the other two trucks that were ahead of them turn around and are on their way back. And she just kind of, like, bowls it yep. at them. Times it perfectly, so yeah. as soon as they go over it, it fucking explodes. Uh, the first car has, you know, Carnegie, so obviously they turn off. Yep. They're not going to die. And then fucking the second truck doesn't see it coming and just fucking... <laughs> fucking beautiful. Because, you know, grenades roll perfectly straight. They don't bounce all over the place. So. Yeah, it was bouncing for a while. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was, <laughs> that was funny. Cause it just perfectly tosses it. Yep. I like the scene, though. But then um, she hops back in the truck and takes off. She hops back in the truck that flipped a million times. But it did land on the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, she's lived in that town her entire life, right? Yeah. How does she know how to drive? <laughs> uh, because of plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been in this car for two minutes watching this guy drive. I think I got it. Half the time I was planning on how to strangle him, yeah. but I figured it out. Yep. Yeah. Another little pothole there. Somehow she goes. Well, she goes back and finds Eli. Somehow he's still alive and he's yeah, walking. walking. Yeah, with a bullet in his stomach. Yep. Lots of internal bleeding going on. I'm sure of. Yeah. At least sepsis. I mean, he's got a fucking. Yeah. She uh, hop, throws him in the. Wrap into his guts, like yeah. literally. He's like he should be dead by now. 
Um, dead, but at least well on his way. But he's a messenger from God, so he'll make yeah. it. And she gets him in the car. They make it to San Francisco on the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, they end up having to take a boat to Alcatraz. Love that. At that point, he was like, oh, beautiful view. Yep. He gets out of the car. Beautiful view. Yep. Hmm. Will they stand on the Golden Gate Bridge? Yep. <laughs> You'll get the uh, why that's funny in a minute here. So he's trying to go to Alcatraz, the big, yeah. uh, island prison in San Francisco. They take um, a rowboat to the rock. Which... You'd think Solara would first off be like, no, wait, you have a bullet hand. Let me row. But no, he starts rowing first. And then after she, sees, after she sees he's struggling, she's like, hang on, I got it. Don't worry. And I got to think. He's been thinking, oh, now you want to help? Sure. Thanks, bitch. Thanks, bitch. We're like two fucking yep. <laughs> paddles away. And you're going to fucking take over now. Um, and we're kind of flipping back and forth at this time. Carnegie's gets back. He's trying to get the Bible open. He uh, As the engineer, yep. lockpick it. Because it has a lock on it. Yep. He picks it and takes it and he opens it up. He's all happy. And then you see his face kind of go like, no, what the fuck is this? Fucking possible. No. You can't. You can't. The Bible, dun, 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 is in Braille. Yeah. There's no words. Well, there's words. There's words. You've got to read them. You've got to know how to read Braille. Braille. And then we go back to Eli and he's like, yeah, he meets these guys at Alcatraz. He's like, I have a copy of the King James Bible in my possession. And uh, the guy's like, oh, where is it? And he's like, get some paper and recite every word that I say. Well, he's been reading the Bible every day for fucking how yeah. many years? Like 30 or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so he recites Eli. the entire Bible to him. Yep. And at this point, we find out Eli's blind. Yeah. What? He can't see shit. What? Why do you need sunglasses then? <laughs> <laughs> Why was he looking out the window at any point or something? Yeah. <laughs> How did he do anything that he right. did? How did he see the beautiful view in San Francisco? Oh. So, yeah, kind of a twist, but... And that's um, the thing. He really, literally says, that's a really nice view, <laughs> when yeah. he gets out of the truck. Yeah. He, it's like, he, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We could be yeah. looking at just piles and piles of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know the fucking difference. It's a wasteland, so there probably was a lot of shit there. But we go back to Carnegie, and he goes and gets Claudia, and she's blind. She's blind. He's like, she's been blind her whole life. So, read it. She's like, yeah, your leg is getting infected. I can yeah, smell it. Smell your leg. Yeah, you're probably getting pretty feverish. And he's just like, read it. She's like, no, <laughs> no, no, and just walks away. And you're just like, ha, suck it, Carnegie. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, by the way, your bar's being torn up yep. and all your everything you've worked for is being destroyed right now while you die. Yeah, as he kinda goes out and sits on the banister looking over the bar and just like slowly starts to die of infection from his gunshot wound. And then uh we go back to Alcatraz and Eli got all shaved and he kinda looks like Eddie Murphy from the fucking Golden Child now. <laughs> yeah. He's just in a white suit laying on a couch, reciting the Bible, which uh the guy he's reciting it to is Malcolm McDowell. Uh, yep. If you don't know who he is, he was in Clockwork Orange, probably what he most famous role. And those awesome Lunchables commercials as of recently. I haven't seen them. I don't know, yeah. No. That's where I remember him from. The Lunchable commercials. I think they're Lunchable commercials. Yes, anyway. the great Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> known for his fantastic work as the Lunchables guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eli just kind of recites it, and there's a little guest montage and he kind of just slowly passes away yeah, they bury him and Solara kind of takes over for him yeah 
Which is kind of dumb. It kind of sets off on our journey to get home or yeah. whatever. Why would you want to go home? You literally have everything you need there. You yes. can help these people. Food, water, you can build the world again. No, no, I want to go see my blind mom again. <laughs> so she heads out into the wasteland again with Eli's big fucking machete sword. And, yeah. And she took his iPod because you got to have the Beats by Dre. Of course. And that's where it ends. Yeah. So. It's funny because all I could think about at the end of this was... Sweet, only a couple hundred more years till the Bible's like fully manufactured and we got holy wars again. <laughs> it's like thanks, Eli. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So you did a wonderful thing. <laughs> so am I going first? I, I never fucking remember. I always go first. I'm gonna ask you this every week, every time we do this. And you're a fool. So <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Um <clears throat> I like this movie. It was good. Um, there's a few scenes that really pulled me into it. It made me love it more than I probably should. But, uh, the music was pretty good. The acting could have been a little bit better coming from Denzel. But, I mean, Gary, Els <laughs> Gary Oldman kind of fucking yeah. pulls it back by you know, chewing scene and whatnot. And just being an expert fucking villain. If you have Gary Oldman in your movie, it's going to be worth watching, basically. So that was awesome. And... The one thing that uh, really drew me to this movie was uh, a lot of those fight scenes. The fight scenes were really good. That whole shootout in the house was fucking amazing. Loved it. And, yeah, I ended up giving this mm, pretty much, yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I was at a toss-up between 6 and 7. Okay. This is definitely one I'd watch again. I mean, it's good. It's enjoyable. Um, it's not too heavy-handed on the religion stuff. Even though it's, Which is nice, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I was worried about. Because going into this, I knew that it was about the Bible. Yeah. And I knew, you know, a few other things. But I didn't let it affect me. And it really wasn't too handed to where I didn't enjoy it. Okay. So, yeah, 7 out of 10. Alrighty. Um, yeah, so I going to agree with you on pretty much all those things. Um, it's, it's a little slow at times, a little drab. Yeah. There's, a, there's parts where there's no dialogue that kind of feels slow, um, but the nice fight sequences make up for it. There's a lot of, they're not all generic fight sequences, like the silhouette part in the beginning and then the gunfight at the end. They, they change it up. It's not, you know, oh, here's a fight scene 10 minutes later. Here's another fight scene and 15 minutes later. It's, they switch it up. The fight scenes are, are, are different, and they do a really nice job of that. Um, yeah, Gary Oldman gives a great performance. Denzel could have done better. This is definitely not one of his best movies. Yeah. Um, but it's still Denzel Washington. Yeah. So. He still does a good job. Yeah. He's just, I don't know if I can attribute it to acting or not, but he just, I mean, he, he did a really good beat down character. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the twist at the end is, I mean, if you've never seen it before, you really don't see it coming, maybe, but it's kind of dumb because they really don't do a good job of portraying him as blind throughout the movie. Yeah. It's like one minute he looks like he could be blind, the next minute he's probably got 20-20 vision. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes where he's looking at stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, like I said, he literally pulls back the shades and, and looks, looks out, out the, the window. window. Yeah. But you don't need to do that if you're blind. So, Just here. Um, the, the unique camera shots are awesome. There's a lot of CGI in this movie, but yes. it fucking works. It looks good. It looks great. Right. Um, uh, and through researching this, I did like the soundtrack 
Probably because it's done by Atticus Ross. Okay. He did the one for the social network. He works with Trent Reznor a lot. He does a really good job with soundtracks, and this is a really it fits really well with this the eeriness of the wastelands and stuff. Um, it's nothing really spectacular though. It's it's like yeah. I said, it's a good watch. Um, I'm giving it a high six. A high six. I, I was in the same boat. I was in between a six or a seven, so I'm giving it a high six. The thing that pulled me to a seven was, you know, literally that one gunfight. That one gunfight, yes. Yeah. Where it's just rotating back and forth. They don't break scene. It's. I'm probably giving it a six because if you're watching this for the first time, you're going to think it's really good because that's yeah. what I did. Because you don't really see the ending kind of coming. And then you watch it again, and you're like, you know he's blind. Yeah. And it's like, Meh. It's like I wrote down, he watches a couple get killed. And yeah. I'm like, no, he didn't. He didn't yeah. watch shit. Oh. He was just listening. So, but he was looking over the yeah. edge for some reason. Yeah. So I'm it's I'm giving it a six, but it's a high six. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I liked it. Um, I would definitely recommend watching this. Yeah. So we got a little fun facts about this a little bit. Uh, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, it's in no way influenced by Fallout. No. Bullshit. Yeah. Total bullshit on that. Denzel Washington studied martial arts under Bruce Lee's protege, Dan Inosanto, for this. So he had a, knew a little bit of Jeet Kune Do. doesn't really show. No, but I guess he learned a little bit of Jeet Kune Do. Which is cool. Um, I don't know where we, they know this from, but apparently this film takes place in 2043. Yeah, which would explain, they say that it's been about 30 years, so it would explain that the war took place in 2012, 2013-ish. So. Gary Oldman was only cast at the suggestion of Denzel Washington. So, that pretty much would save this movie from yeah. being a total snooze fest. So, yeah. yeah. Kristen Stewart turned down Mila Kunis' role. Thank God. Because of conflict issues with uh, Twilight's saga New Moon. So, yes, thank God for that. I'm very glad that happened. Cause... We do not need that dead-faced bitch in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Black-faced fucking... Yeah. There's really not many other fun facts. I mean, you do see a poster of about... The movie A Boy and His Dog, Visible, and Eli's Jurassic Room. Post-apocalyptic. It's one of the earliest post-apocalyptic movies. And About what, his boy and his telepathic dog that yeah. talks to him, which is um, awesome. It's a source of inspiration for many post-apocalyptic movies and video games. Yeah. So, By proxy, if A Boy and His Dog was an inspiration for Fallout, and A Boy and a Dog and Road was, was an inspiration too. for this movie, then so was Fallout. Just fucking admit it, you brothers. <laughs> You, you, we were inspired by I just Paul. don't want to get sued. Just fucking admit it. Bite your tongue and, you know, give Bethesda credit for inspiring you. Yeah. But, anyways, you got anything else to add about this one? Not on this one, no. Not on this one? Alrighty, well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with the B-side. B-side. Hey, everyone. This is Gavin here with this week's Random Recommendation. Uh, this week I'm going to be recommending a video game I've been playing recently. Just started playing, actually. It's called Ark Survival Evolved. If you're a fan of survival games, this one is just beautifully done. The graphics are amazing. The gameplay is fun, easy to learn. It's essentially a giant Minecraft-like game where you run around, collect all the materials you need, build what you want. And it also has uh, the added perk of there being dinosaurs throughout the entire game big and small, of every different kind, and one of the best gameplay options of this is you can tame and ride those dinosaurs, which is fucking badass if you ask me. The learning curve isn't really hard at all, so 
if you're into survival games and you're looking for a new one, um, ARC is there. It's going to be constantly updating until it's finished, which may never be finished for all we know. But you can find it on, I don't know, the Xbox Store or, or Steam. I'm sure it's on Steam. But uh, yeah, give it a check. All right. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the B-side. <laughs> Don't use that. Yeah, all right. Uh, today's B-side movie is uh, 2011's Attack of the Block. No, it's just Attack the Block. Uh, <laughs> it's Attack the Block. <laughs> Real piece of shit there. Keep going, Gavin. Who's it directed by? Who's who's in it? <laughs> Go ahead. Huh? You want me to? Yeah. Written and directed by Joe Cornish. <laughs> it stars Jodie Whittaker and John Boyega. Um, if you know why that name sounds familiar, it's because he's in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, he plays Finn. Yeah, the uh, Black Stormtrooper, which to a lot of Star Wars fans is blasphemy. But get over it. Yeah. This isn't about Star Wars anyways. This um, is about... Yeah, Attack the Block. Attack the Block. That's what I just said. Yep. There's job. also other names in this movie, Aaron. Did you yeah. get that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did, okay. Okay. <laughs> We're moving on. All right. <laughs> so, so this one uh, starts out with uh, fireworks. Yeah. Some kind of celebration. I'm assuming a New Year's. Maybe. I can't actually figure out what it was, because it was just after Halloween. Yeah. I don't know British holidays, so. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some kind of British holiday that takes place besides Thanksgiving. Mine's Boxing Day. Christmas? Maybe I don't know. Beats me. I I am not. It was just fireworks. That's all we. Yeah, know. there's fireworks. Yeah. Everyone was celebrating. Yeah. Maybe yeah. their football club just won a championship or something. You never know. Yeah. It's it's soccer, Aaron. It's called soccer. Here it's soccer. Are they gonna be that kind of PC dude? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah. First up, this movie does take place in London. Yep. So yeah, this is a British movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, it also has Nick Frost, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Barely. Yeah, but he's still in he's it. He's in it, but... It's the whole like, reason I got this movie okay. years and years ago. Yeah. Gavin was a real asshole and picked this movie this week because he knows I really don't like the British accent. Actually, I wanted to pick a different British accent movie, but you There's were more, okay. watching this one, so I was like, okay, we'll watch this one. Well, you wanted to be an asshole and pick one with the British... I did want to be an asshole and pick one with a British accent, but you pretty much picked up. I've gotten better with it over the years, but I still, I don't like hearing it a lot, but whatever. So my next few movies are going to be all with British accents. Awesome. Yes. Really going to break that from you. You're going to, you're going to love them. I'm going to have you watch Doctor Who in no time. Oh, see, that's just mean. (laughs) That's just mean. (laughs) Anyway, what happened in this movie? All right, so yeah, we start out on fireworks and uh, a young lady walking home in a bad neighborhood, talking on the phone. Talking to her mom. Yeah, talking to her mom. Talk to you like your mom. <laughs> She's going to make fun of the British this whole yeah. time. Why not? Ah, there goes our whole British fan base. <laughs> I have friends who are British. Hey, I don't get me wrong. I got nothing against British people. I just, the accents just kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes. So anyways... You know this. My fucking, like, big celebrity crush is from Britain. Britain. Which one? Paige, the wrestler. Oh, yeah. She's fake British, though, right? No. She's from Norwich, England. I thought she uh, faked her accent. Oh. Shit. Oh. 
It's all real. That's probably the only reason I actually start to like it, because yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. But that's beside the fact. Yeah, see, I'm Anyways. a grown adult, so I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going to lose some fans for that. Probably. You're going to lose some British fans for your comments. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Losing fans left and right. Get okay, the so the woman's walking show. home, and uh, that's when, uh, what, five kids surround her. Yep. And proceed to rob her. Five kids. Um. Moses, played by John Boyega, is the leader of this gang, obviously. Um, we can't see any of their faces at this point, but yeah, like, you find out within a minute, too. Yeah. Bandanas over their mouths and whatever. They're all wearing hoodies, because hoodies mean you're evil. Yeah. Or it's cold. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> she wasn't wearing a hoodie. No. She had a beret or something on her. Right? Yeah. But um, they mug her. And then something crashes into a nearby car, and she gets away. Yeah. And uh, one of the, which is the one of them that gets attacked? Yeah, Moses goes to check it out. Moses goes, yeah, but does he get attacked? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying. Yeah, he gets attacked by this. Yeah, because he gets his face, right? Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, he gets his face. Yeah, he gets his face scratched and whatever. This creature, something, runs off. They all chase it's after. It's like it. a you know dog or. Something with no eyes, kind of like yeah. a hairless pit bull, or pretty much, yeah. It looks like Spuds McKenzie with no eyes, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, maybe a little bit more rounded head, kind of a bulldogish head. Okay, That's, yeah. but with no eyes or ears. <laughs> <laughs> but these thugs chase after it, they chase it in this like little shack type thing. Yeah, he's all like, "It's scratching me. I'm gonna kill it now. Let's go get it." Got this. Truth. 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 Then they go inside and basically. Beat the living shit out of this. Yeah, they kick it to death. Yep. Because that's what you do when you meet something new. Mm-hmm. You kick it to death. Fuck you. You're going to die. <clears throat> it came to the wrong fucking block. <laughs> Oi. Oi. So they kill this thing, and then they just kind of drag it around, um, scare some of the chicks with it or whatever. This, like, dead creature body. Yeah. Um, They're like, bringing it up to Rob's place because they want to show it to him yeah. because he watches all that national geographic bullshit right <laughs> they're total dicks when they go to this tower because they just go by and ring everybody's fucking doorbell yeah you just see they're just hoodlums they're like, fucking trash kids thugs whatever um I, uh, they take it to rob who i have taken to fat drug dealer because i'm assuming that's what he is oh yeah he he lives there it's yeah. nick frost okay it's nick frost yeah if you don't know who Nick Frost is, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, Paul, yeah. lovable fat guy. Yeah, he's also in a bunch of British stuff. <laughs> I don't know any other stuff that he's done. But oh, I can't think of the name of the fucking show, but there's a really good show that both him and Simon Pegg started out on. And I know, like, there's listeners that know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I honestly, tell you, I have no fucking clue. What yeah, you're I don't about. expect you to know. You're a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> God damn it, I watched the entire series, too. It's only, like, a couple seasons. Anyways, okay. yeah, so they go to Ron's. Yep. Try and find out what this fucker is. And I, right from right in the beginning, I can't take these kids seriously. The whole the British accent and them trying to sound like thugs just doesn't work. British gangsters it are, like, the... It works in London. It works there, but British gangsters are, like, the most not... I would never be scared of them. Well, being raised in a society where gangsters are, you know... They still sound so proper. Even when they're trying to be all thug <laughs> in the hood, they sound so proper. No, they don't. They're they not even do. saying full sentences half the time. I know, but it just, just sound, doesn't sound, like, tough. 
doesn't sound like, you know, a street. I don't know. If uh, they came up to you and had you held by a knife, you'd probably by a knife, yourself. Probably, yeah, but if they were just talking shit, I'd just probably be laughing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd be. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. You, know, you don't sound serious. And then they'd hold yeah. a knife to you and you'd piss yourself. <laughs> probably. That, that would probably happen. But, anyways, Nick or Rob shows them the weed room or whatever, right? Yeah, because they want to keep the this creature in the weed room overnight. Yep. Because this tower has got this huge weed room in it. Yeah. So Nobody that's the safest place on the block is this weed room. They end up having to show the boss yeah, high hats. High hats. Yep. Because he wears his hat very high on his head. <laughs> the real original name. Yeah. This dude thinks it's a puppet. Um, he says, you'll store it here, but Moses, you got to sell some drugs for me. Yeah. Um, which Moses is really excited about. Yeah. He's very happy. He doesn't show it right away, but as soon as he walks out and he's around his other thuggins, he kind of like starts cracking smiles and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you got a job. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. True. They, uh, in this after, in this whole process, they see that more of these things fall from the sky. Um, and they're like, whoa, we're kind of under attack, sort of. We're going to go kill some fucking aliens. Yeah, so kill all these other little... And this is where you kind of see that these thugs are pretty well off, kind of. Not rich, not well off, but middle they class. all have middle class. They're they're entitled. They have stuff. They're yeah. not, you know, they don't come from broken homes or anything. Yeah, you could say that, I guess. Yeah, they, you know... It's they, not... Not exactly the ghetto, but... Right. They get to come home to a roof over their head, a, you know, a family. But they live in a huge, like, I mean, the tower the they tower, live in. Yeah, is... but I mean, it's not like... You, you get what I'm saying? They're not, you know, like... They're not uh, living in the poor. streets? They're yeah. not. That's what I'm trying to say. But... Well, um, it's not like they have a... Well, they do. They each talk about playing like a few like, Yeah, just go on up, and then we'll meet back here, and then they go home, and they're just like, Hey, Mom, just gonna go out with the boys, you know? It's yeah. like... Well, they're yeah. kids, you know. They're teenagers, yeah. yeah. Um, so they get armored up or whatever, and they go find the first alien or whatever that crashed. Then the closest was, one. Closest one. It is much, much bigger than the first one. Yeah. Um, and then they just kind of take a run for it. Which is this whole scene kind of sucked because the one got his brought his dog with. Oh yeah, the dog his dad is. was like, "Take your dog out." He's like, "I'll do it later." He's like, "I'm not." Not yeah. asking, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes him with, and yeah. the dog ends up getting loose and fucking runs up to the alien, and you hear the yelp, and mm. you know that dog's dog. and that's sad. Later. Um, but yeah, they I don't s- like it when dogs die in movies. No, nobody so. does, dude. I could never watch my dog skip ever again. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, it's Try such a good movie, it. but I don't want to watch it ever again. It's fucking heartbreaking. Anyways. So, yeah, it's much bigger. And then they <laughs> they run for it. Bunch of fucking pussies. Get all armored up. You're Dude, that thing was the, twice the size of any one of them and fucking There's covered five in hair and had teeth as long as your fucking fingers. <laughs> You're not going to run up and beat the shit out of it. But they they all act so fucking thug and gangster. Like, here's your chance. Prove it. I don't and, care how thug and gangster run! you are. So, you see something like that coming at you, you're uh, not going to yeah. run at it. You never know. Probably. Especially but. with, like, I mean, one had a samurai sword, one had a baseball bat. Yeah. That's not that much. Stand your ground. Okay. I just hope someday you get... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how you handle a giant fucking eight-foot-tall fucking... Oh, I probably wouldn't. But I'm not somebody who acts like I'm thug and hard, like these kids were. Yeah. That's my point. 
they walk around when nothing's happening, like they're hard motherfuckers, and then get a chance to prove it. Run! Run! Are they really proving it, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just seems... It just seems like the normal response for anybody in that situation, yeah. regardless of how thug you act. <laughs> okay. Well, they take off running, and this is when the cops kind of are on to them. They end up catching Moses. Yeah, Moses. Because the chick he mugged... Uh, Went to the cops. Cops. And they're and she identified him. She's like, that's a the guy. The aliens kind of show up as they're putting him in the car and <laughs> kill the cops. Just fucking tear him apart. <clears throat> yep. Bloody. Uh, Believe. Yeah. And then I have here... Then one of them, who's carrying a bag of fireworks, one of the thugs. Yeah, pest. Pest, yeah. He There's light, a bunch of bangers. Yeah, a bunch of bangers. <laughs> he lights, like, a Roman candle or something and throws it. Not a Roman candle. It was a... Uh... One of those things where it's just like a million firecrackers. It's like a bunch of M80s, right? I'm trying to say what it was. It's like a million firecrackers wound into like a big spiral. Okay. I've, we've gotten those before back in the day, and you yeah. light them off and they go forever. They're right. like shit. He lights it and then throws it. Yeah. How does it stay lit? I would think at some point that it Have hitting... you ever lit a firework and thrown it? Well, yeah, but I mean, it hits and slides the wet ground. The wicks, I, was... I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I How do those wicks are fireproof? Or waterproof, I mean, not fireproof. That wouldn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't know how pyrotechnics... You know nothing about fireworks, sir. Nope, probably not. That explains why I have all ten fingers, so... <laughs> Making a jab at me, because I only have nine. Yep. <laughs> Just kidding, he has ten fingers. Anyways. Like, they're gonna know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Pest saves Moses, right? They take out the cop car with these fireworks. Yeah. They land underneath. Almost as good as me, the Kunis throwing that grenade. That was. That's a very, very yep. skilled throw. Um, Managed to get stuck, wedged underneath the police van. Yeah. So, Moses wrecks Hi-Hat's car, though. Yeah, they, they're like, well, the cops left the keys in the car, so let's fucking take it. Might as well. They take off in the car. They're going around through the parking garage, and that's when they meet Hi-Hat again. And kind of just head-on collision with <laughs> And they're like, uh-oh. They totally wreck his whip. Believe. Yep. Not good. So they have a little showdown with uh, hi-hats. And this is when the aliens kind of show up again. Yeah, kind of one drops down from the back. Yep. Take yep. out hi-hats bodyguards. Yeah, well, hi-hat sends his bodyguard over there. He's like, go check it out. It's like, hell no. No, man. Puts a gun to his face. Okay. okay. Right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Goes down there and gets his uh, throat ripped out. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Some, there's some good practical effects. Yeah, practical effects in yeah. this movie are pretty damn. I've really enjoyed that. They didn't didn't rely on a lot of CGI, which is awesome. Um, at this point, the gang of thugs kind of split. Yep. Get out of there. They raced back to the block. They split up to get home. Alien uh, chasing them. The this I have, I have here the chase shows how Moses is clearly the only one who has any fucking thug skills. The others are all wimps. Wait, what are his thug skills? That he's you the one that he's the only one that would actually stand up and do something. When shit gets down, everybody else just wants to run. Wait, what did he do? I can't I, fucking remember. Like he he'd either turned or tried to stop him or something. The or, monsters? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I, you get you see it more later on. He's, well, yeah, he's obviously the hero, but yeah. Anyways, um, one of the guys gets bit, right? Is that fucking Biggs or Dennis? No, Biggs is the one who hides in the trash can. Okay, yeah. Somebody, Dennis then gets bit, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Dennis no, no, Pest. Pest gets bit. Yeah, that's right. Pest gets bit. Um, yeah, and then Biggs takes a refuge in a fucking trash yeah. container. So um, they're in the middle of dragging Pest back to the house when uh, they see the nurse, who just happens to live in the same tower, Yep, the going chick, into her building. Chick they mugged, yeah. Going into her apartment. They kind of take refuge in her apartment. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I laugh. Because they're like, we need to call an ambulance. They're like, I only got so many minutes left. I'm like, <laughs> they have fucking prepaid phones. <laughs> oh my god. Everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, you get a kind Again, of. They're just kids. <laughs> right. You kind of have a nice close up on uh, this pest bite. Really nice uh, effect there. Or, oh, just bite? Yeah, yeah. Really, really good job there. It was kind of gruesome. Um, one of these uh, creatures gets in the apartment, and here's the point where and nobody stands up and does anything besides Moses. This he's, is where Moses takes. He's the one who takes it out. Yeah. Um, he does like a pretty badass move too. When yeah. It's charging him, he like jumps to the side and fucking stabs it through the face. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And then you kind of get a really, really good look at one of these creatures. It's solid black. Yeah. Like this, just deep, deep, deep. I can't describe how deep the black of this color There's is. There's no reflection off of this. Yeah. Black. It's incredible. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah. And like I said, I just found out something about this color. There's a color of black that's yeah. so black that our eyes can't even perceive it. It looks more like a silhouette than a, yeah. anything else. And it's that they're black and they just have like these green mouth of teeth. That's glowing green. It's kind of like, like a You say they're kind of fuzzy, but that the black is so black you can't tell it's, it's hair. They well, just spiky. Well, it's a tough move. Yeah. You can kind of tell it's hair, but... Right. Um, yeah, they got like this radioactive, toxic grin. Yeah. So, Sam kind of leaves the apartment and then comes back and she's like, oh, I'm going to stay with you guys. So, yeah. Um, she reluctantly helps out and then joins them. Yeah. Um, I have Hi Hats gets picked up by some of his buds. Yeah, he kind of gears up with his yeah. uh, two buddies like, from across town, I guess. Right. He's like the real gangsta. He's the one that actually will. Yeah, fight. he's kind of dumb. But well, he's got a gun, so yeah. he's going to, you know. Like, I got a gun. I can do anything. Any bitch with a gun is going to talk yeah. shit. Um, Biggs is holed up in his trash can. He ends up calling these chicks that they know. What is it? Tina or whatever? I can't Tia, remember their names. Tia and Dimples and Dion and a bunch of, bunch of chicks. Yeah, Tina, Dimples, and Dion. <laughs> but about this whole time, they keep running into these little kids. They're like maybe like eight or seven. Yeah. And there's these little props wannabe and mayhem. Games. Yeah. That's our names. Call us props and mayhem. Props and mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. These little kids keep wanting to run with them. And it, I love this. Fucking Moses literally tells them, go home. Do homework. Watch Naruto. Yeah. Watch Naruto. <laughs> um, Just stay out of the streets. They, isn't one of them literally carrying like a fucking squirt gun? He's, yeah, a super a soaker. Gun, super soaker. And like. The other oh, one's carrying what looks like a gun. Yeah. But it is and they not have Roman thing. candles, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. They're these little wannabe thugs, and it's, they're so cute and so funny. And then you'll, you'll see them later. Like They're just like, you guys can't run with us. You're too small. Go home. Whatever. So they go to Tia's house. Um, one of the aliens crash in through the windows. The fucking girls fight better than the dudes do. They actually, like, punch them in the like, Well, the one chick, she, you know, takes a lamp. The main chick yeah. who's like, like Moses. Yeah. Know? Freaking breaks that and then just starts zapping one of them with it. Yeah. Moses is about to get taken down by one of them, and Sam kind of saves him. Um, 
And then Hi-Hats gets in an elevator. You cut back to Hi-Hats after Sam saves Moses. Um, he tries to take one out and ends up getting caught up in an elevator with one of them. Oh, yeah. And it's the him, his two buddies, and one of the monster Comes in, and the door kind of shuts, and you just hear, like, blood and guts and ripping apart. And you're like, oh, bye, Hi-Hats. Yeah, Hi-Hats gone. Later. And oh, then, we haven't even mentioned this guy. What's his name? Uh, oh, Bruis. Bruis, yeah. The white guy that's somehow surviving all this. Just yeah, he's just kind of meandering around and, yep. and just managing to stay out of trouble. Yeah, he's one of the... Was Rob's customers, I guess? Oh, customer, and I think he sells for him, too. Yeah, he lives in the building, too, but he's just... No, kind of, he, I don't think he lives in the building, because he drove there. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he's there. Because that was yeah, his car that the media... have it right down. How has this one white guy survived? Yeah. <laughs> He literally has no defenses. He's just literally walking around. With a bag of drugs. Yep. <laughs> um, so we go... He's trying to get on the elevator, right, Bruce? Yeah, he goes... He opens up, and fucking hi-hats. Standing there. Just standing there, <laughs> covered in blood. You see his two dead buddies in the background, and, and fucking... He's like... <sighs> and he's just... probably get the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking murdered him. By this point... The aliens are crawling all over this building. Yeah. Um, For some reason, they seem to be attracted to the thugs. Yeah. Um, and I just... I don't... I've written down, what the fuck are fireworks going to do to these guys? They're just minor explosives. Like, they, don't they start shooting Roman candles at them? They're chasing down a hall at one point? Yeah, I think that's a little bit later on. To do. But... I, I don't see why the one dude just went to gear up. He's like, I'm going to grab all these fucking fireworks. Because that'll stop them. Well, they don't have guns in England, really. Mm. Not a lot, anyway. Hi-Hats does. Oh, yeah, but he's a real gangster. He's got a weed house, too. <laughs> um, Jerome ends up getting lost in all this smoke when they're launching these Roman candles yeah. at him. Um, and the aliens get him, so... Oh, did we skip over the scene with the kids and the squirt gun? And... Um, or is that coming up? No, that's coming no, it's up. Coming up. Yeah. It's coming up, trust me. Jerome that... gets yeah. chomped. Jerome gets chomped. Um, it's just a pretty brutal death, too. Yeah. Bit his head, like... <laughs> ripped to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go, ends up... They go back to Ron's. Because they, they want to get in the weed room, because that's the safest place on the block. Yeah. So. Hi-Hats is there. Yeah. Kind of holds Moses at gunpoint. And then, uh... He's not looking outside the window, and that's when a bunch oh. of these aliens come crashing through the window. And that was just, a cool scene, too, where you yeah. see the lights, their... Their mouths light, light up. up. You know, as it goes around in a circle around. Oh, us. yeah. That was creepy. And just fucking, like, buffet uh, my hats. Yeah, his death was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, they, they kind of all move in and cover him, and then they kind of back out a little, and yeah. you see, like, half of his face is just missing at this point. His guts are ripped out. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So everyone goes and hides in this weed room, where the first alien still is. Yeah. And this is where Bruis, the white guy, who's... Obviously, right here, he proves that he's the MacGuffin of the whole movie, right? If I have him using that term. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Without him, they wouldn't have known what's yeah. what. Because he kind of lays it out, like, kind of figure out, just figures out what these aliens yeah. want. Because he went to school for fucking, uh, what, biology or some shit? Yeah. yeah. And basically, this first alien that they beat the shit out of... Was a female. Female. And these black ones are attracted to her scent. Yeah, her pheromones. Pheromones. Which got all over the thugs when they killed the first one. Right. So. so that's why they've been tracking him all night. Yep. And then at this point, we kind of cut back to where Biggs is. He's being—he's still in his trash can. He's being stalked by one of these ah. things. And this is when the little wannabe thugs show up. Yeah. 
they find out that, well, yeah, the dude's got a squirt gun. Yeah, but just it's... sprays it, sprays the alien down all hardcore, yeah. and the alien's freaking out, you know, yeah. whatever. And then the other one... water yeah. in there. Yeah. It's fucking gas. The other one takes out a Roman candle and shoots it at him. <laughs> fucking lights him up. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, shit, these guys are fucking hard, man. <laughs> You sure you don't want these that guys to run with you? Yeah. That was like, that was pretty funny. I was laughing. Yeah. They kind of saved Biggs. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to the thugs. Yep. And they have a plan. So the nurse, or I can't remember her Sam. name. Sam. Yeah, she sneaks past him because she's not covered in the pheromone. Yeah. yeah. She sneaks past, goes down to uh, Moses' flat. Um, you can just say apartment. We're American. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, wrote, I, I got sucked in. I wrote down flat. Whatever. They went back. To, she went downstairs in Moses' apartment. Um, says, tells Sam to turn on the gas, seal the exits, and then get out of there. Yeah. Because he's going to save the block. So he straps the dead alien to his back. The female. The female, yeah. And just kind of makes a run for it. And it's a slow-mo scene. Really nicely done. I like this part. He kind of runs out and... Really Jumping dramatic. over him, climbing over one of them, like stepping on his head as he's running. Yeah. yeah. Um, he gets back to his apartment, flat, whatever. Um, he's got all the aliens with it. Yeah. They'll follow him in, and he throws the body of the female into the kitchen. Yeah. And they all kind of gather in there. What does he shoot at it, though? I can't it's a Roman candle. Is it a Roman candle? Okay. He... So, he's, yeah, he's got the lantern, and he's holding it up, and. All the aliens turn at him like they're about to jump him, and then fucking finally lights it. Mega cut, explosion. Cuts outside. <laughs> Big explosion. He kind of jumps out the window. Yeah. And there's like a, a British flag there. Union Jack. Union Jack. He grabs onto it. British movie. We call it as it is. Okay, sorry. The Union Jack. Grabs it and hangs, just hanging from it. Yeah. And everybody sees it. Oh, it's Moses. He saved the block. And... He gets down to the end, gets down to the ground after saving it, and uh, cops take him away. Yeah, everyone kind of gets arrested. At which point I noticed uh, Pest's shirt. Did you see his shirt? Mm. He's wearing the green shirt. Yeah, what was on it? Granny magnet. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know what to think about that. Oh, God. Apparently well, he's a magnet for grannies. That's kind of creepy to think about. Okay. But yeah, they're hauling Ron, Bruce, Moses, and Pest away in the cop car or whatever. And then the whole block's like, why are you taking him? He yeah. saved us. The and nurse is like, yeah, he protected me all night. And, you know, those and people you're arresting right now are good people, even though she got mugged by him earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Change of heart. And the whole crowd just starts chanting Moses. Yeah. And then Pest's like, you hear that, man? That's for you. It's- kind of ends with them going, Moses, Moses, Moses. Kind of where it ends. Yeah. Really? That's it. Quick and simple like that, yeah. Nothing too spectacular. No, the ending was kind of lackluster, but... Yeah. You want to go? Yeah. All right. Now that I kind of remember that I go first this time. Yeah. Right, yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> how it works. Yeah. Um, this is a really short, quick movie, a little over an hour and a half. Um, quick and dirty. Yep. <laughs> but very entertaining. Yeah. Um. There's really no big shocker, no twists or anything. Um, it's just a, a different spin on the classic alien invasion movie. Um, it's not like... How am I looking? It's not like your Independence Day flick where the army gets involved or anything. Yeah. It's just your classic 
real isolated. Yeah. You know. Um, they did a really good job with pra- using practical effects. Hardly any CGI was used in this movie, which was fantastic in this day and age to still make a movie that's more real like that. Um, it had a good soundtrack to it, too. Yeah. Um, that was another thing I enjoyed. Um, like I said, it's just, you know, a good flick to check out. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. There we go. Nothing special, but at the same time, there's nothing really that makes it bad. So Yeah. It's highly entertaining. I, I, I recommend watching it if you can get past British accents. Which, just about everybody but you can. <laughs> So I'm pretty much in the same boat here. Um, it's a fun romp. <laughs> it's uh, it's enjoyable. The, like you said, the story isn't too in-depth. There's nothing really to... I mean, you don't really need anything. It's a lot of action. Yeah. It's, like I said, quick and dirty. It's show you the goods, let you have fun while watching it, and then, you know, don't draw it out. Just end it, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I was glad there was no... Uh, this is one of the very few movies where they don't have a love interest, really. Right. That is true. You don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, horror mm-hmm. movies or freaking action movies, thrillers, they all always have like some kind of underlying... like. Yeah, this was interest. more about just killing the aliens and everything. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Yes. You know, protecting their turf or whatever. Their Go little, save the block. Little piece of yeah. land. This is all block. <laughs> but, yeah, um... I was teetering at uh, between a six and a seven here, and I think I'm going to land on six still. Okay. It was good, and I enjoyed it, and I'll probably watch it again. But there, besides the effects they used, there wasn't anything that really drew me in. The action wasn't as, I don't want to say action-y, but... <laughs> it's supposed to be an action comedy, yeah. and there's no... I like the comedy. The comedy's right. Comedy comedy, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, generally break out laughing, but I had, you know, those chuckles in my head. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> and the action's good. So, yeah, I, 6 out of 10 It's good. Okay. Fair enough. We're kind of I suggest watching it, of course. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah. yeah. If you can find it. So. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's out there. It's yeah. just, yeah, kind of got to search for it. It just did win a lot of indie film awards. You know, it did really good at South by Southwest. Um I can bring it if you want to look at the awards here. I'll uh, give some fun facts about it here. Um, the writer and director Joe Cornish was inspired to make this film after he was actually mugged in real life, pretty much the same way that Sam's character did. Um, yeah. yeah, so we just kind of I guess right went from there. Is... Rather than you know becoming scared of the real world, he's like, I'm going to make a movie about this. Yeah, um, he might still be scared of it. Yeah. This was John Boyega's feature film debut, and he found out about this from an online ad. He's like, ah, oh, I want to be in a movie. I'll go do this one. So, and look where it led. He's the lead actor in Star Wars now. Yeah. So, he's doing pretty well for himself. Um, yes, if you can call Star Wars doing good for yourself. <laughs> he's probably going to be immortalized. He's a little, a little movie called Star Wars. A little, you might have heard of it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the coolest thing about this movie, I think, right here. Um, the filmmakers only used CGI when it was totally necessary. The creatures, the aliens, those were all real people in suits. Um, even the mouse, that the you know the green mouse that they had, were just used with 
uh, uh, animatronics, lights, and no green screens, nothing. They were used for actual sets, and most of the actors admitted that this had an, an unexpected benefit because the actors showed genuine fear, genuine, you know, kind of terror. From, yeah. Rather than having to act like something there, there was really something coming at them. Yeah. So it, it really made it a lot more genuine, and it, sa- it did save them a lot of money, too. Um, so that was pretty cool. It's always better when you have a real thing instead of just a, right. you know, stare off into this direction and be scared. Right. And that's probably why I, I landed on a 7 on this, because I knew that they they gave it that more, you know, realness to it. They didn't yeah. have to do the CGI thing. That does mean a lot. Yeah. So. A lot of times, I mean, you can't tell the difference between the CG and the real mm. practical effects. So that's always nice. Did you find out anything about... Well, they have been nominated and won tons of awards. Yeah, a lot of... You know. <laughs> you know, they won uh, Best Original Score at the Austin Film Critics Association. This is, is highly you know, brought around to film festivals. It did yeah, well lots at, of so. film festivals. They won the Chainsaw Award at uh, for Best Makeup at uh, the Fangora Chainsaw Awards, if you're familiar with that. No. Fangora Magazine is pretty much a horror magazine. Oh, okay. Or movies. Uh, I saw it won some BAFTA awards too. Got the Audience Award at the Fantasia Film Festival. How did it do it South by Southwest? Uh, they won the Midnight Feature Award, Audience Award, okay. at and South did, by Southwest in 2011. Okay. Also won at the Toronto Film. Yep. And Best Production Design. Oh, yeah, this is. They've won lots of awards. Yeah, it's an indie movie, obviously, and it did really well on in the indie film circuit. So, that's um, you can obviously. So it's worth checking out. Yeah. So, I've only got a 6.6 on IMDb. Yeah. Critics uh, kiss my ass. So as a critic. We are being critics, so <laughs> can't bend over that far. So. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, so you got anything else to add for this episode before we um, wrap things up here? No, no. All Looking right. forward, we're going to be doing a few different changes in a couple of upcoming episodes where I'll be picking a movie and yeah. Eric will be picking so the B movie. That'll be fun. I know Gavin is uh, not looking forward to a couple of the upcoming episodes here. But no, definitely not. But so I might have some payback coming in my future. But yeah, for sure. we will get to that when that situation arises. So um, <laughs> if you are enjoying the show, you want to... Give us some feedback. Want to make fun of us? Whatever. Yeah. Tell us we're really shitty at this and we should stop. Or, or we're tell doing us a love great us. job and yeah. want to hear more. And you can you... always hit us up on Facebook. Search for Movies from A to B or MFAB Podcast. We're on Twitter at MFAB Podcast. And also look us up. Uh, we got an email address. Send in those said yeah. questions yeah. and MFAB comments. Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, uh, you should go to iTunes, give us a five star, and review us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or you know, a five star. Get us up to the top. Put us above cereal. You know, everybody loves that podcast. Yeah, yeah. Get us up there so we can be seen by other people. Yeah. It helps helps totally. us move forward. Yeah. Get some celebrity guests on at some point. Yeah. Make us famous. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but bills, y'all. That is gonna do it Believe for us. Truth. Truth. That is gonna do it for us today. Um. Like I said, hope you enjoyed it. Um, signing off. I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And you have a great day? Yeah. yeah. Great day? <laughs> I'm Ron Burton. Like a question mark. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. Right, thanks. Bye.
Next week, we get real naughty with Fifty Shades of Grey. And then we get real fucked up with Terra Firmer. So until then... That's a wrap. Cut.